Hey everyone, I'm Mary Kate and welcome to Women Changing the Game. Join me as I sit down with ambitious, powerful women who are coming off the bench in the sports industry and are changing the game as we know it. Get ready for women in coaching, photography, events, sales, entrepreneurship, and so much more, all in the industry of sports. If you're here to get some amazing advice, stories, and laughs, then stick around. Looking to start your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Women Changing the Game. This is episode three of season two. Sorry for the delay on the episode coming out. We had some power outages going on in New York, but we are here, and this is going to be a really fun episode. It's going to be kind of different. I'm going to have two of my previous Orange Bowl co-workers on who did the assistantship program with me this year, and we're going to do a little Q&A. I put out a video to see what questions about working in sports everyone had, and I got some really great feedback. So we're going to dive right into it. And with that being said, I will have these incredible ladies introduce themselves. Let us know your name uh, for background, what assistantship you were part of at the Orange Bowl and kind of what you're doing now. Go Deja, you got it. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Schuler. Um, I was the assistantship for the partnerships department. Um, <clears throat> I started off at the Orange Bowl as a festival support intern. So that period started about two weeks. It was for bowl game. Um, and I just helped with all the bowl events and I loved it so much. I came back as an intern for a full season and then moved my way up to an assistantship. And now I am an activation coordinator for the Detroit Tigers. Hi, my name is Lizbeth Garcia, and I am currently still doing the assistantship for the Orange Bowl as the community outreach for the community outreach department. And so I started at the Orange Bowl as an intern January 2020. My time there got cut short due to COVID. And then I came back in 2021 as the community outreach assistantship. And so I'm still here and enjoying it. So yeah, that's what's up. Well, welcome ladies. Thank you for coming on. Um, You guys kind of talked about how you got started at the Orange Bowl. So I was one of the last ones to come on between the three of us um, at the Orange Bowl. They had kind of got that internship experience before, but we all just met and connected and it was really great working with you guys. So I can't wait for everybody to get to know you more and get some advice. So building off of that and starting out at the Orange Bowl and working in sports, we'll just start right off with our first question, which kind of ties into this. Isabella asks, what is the best way to get internships in sports? So whoever wants to take a shot at that first. 
Um, I think the best way to get internships, I found <clears throat> the Orange Bowl through teamwork online. Um, that was very helpful. I was kind of introduced to that portal, which is, if you don't know what Teamwork Online is, it's a portal that's strictly for sports jobs. You can kind of um, gear it towards whatever your interest is, whether that's events or tickets or marketing or coaching, whatever it may be. Um, I was introduced to that through um, a professor. So also I would say use your resources, talk to your professors, um, see what your... Um, advisory program or office might offer um so yeah teamwork online linkedin.com helps a yeah lot. teamwork's so good yeah i i would say teamwork is a good start um but that's that's nice as far as yeah teamwork's a great place to look and like you mentioned linkedin i think also just even those are great places to look, but even just volunteering at places, um, Liz, I don't know if you want to jump into this, but like, how do you feel is the best way to get experience to then look for those jobs on teamwork? Yeah, for sure. Before you get the job, I want to say, even if it's like an unpaid internship, just you have to look at it in the sense of you're gaining this experience and you're sacrificing maybe not being paid, but that experience is going to get you towards where you want to be. Whether it's an assistantship, which is paid, or a full-time job, um, I think the volunteer route too is a big one. So before I started at the Orange Bowl, I wanted to get more into the dolphins and see what, what they were up to and somehow become involved. And so I did sign up to be a volunteer and I got on their portal and I would see their events and that was a good way to uh, kind of getting involved, getting in the field. Once you go to any events and you volunteer, you can also do your own research on like who you should talk to and who you should network with or the people that you meet there and you know, you just let them know um, who you are and what you're interested in and you know that you want to like get more involved and they will they will definitely help you out even if um it's just through LinkedIn I know reaching out to people is a good that's actually how I started the whole volunteer program because I reached out to somebody on LinkedIn that was in charge of like their community relations and volunteer stuff so for sure prior to getting that job you want volunteer like you said and like Deja said look on teamwork look on LinkedIn and um network that's probably a big one too yeah so I add, think, go ahead sorry to add on to that, when I first started I knew someone that worked at the Miami Heat and I was like hey like I'm just trying to get my foot in the door I want to figure out what sports is about and can you ask this person this and he was able to connect me with the um the, the event coordinator at the time and that person was like hey you can come shadow me for a day so I literally just did like a walkthrough and I got some exposure it can be just take a risk google is your best friend put sports jobs sports volunteer community service like a big thing is like never thinking you're too good to do something because then you limit yourself so i would say definitely just kind of use your resources that's the the best way to get internships 
Yeah, for sure. So definitely just to wrap that up, look at LinkedIn, look at teamwork. But before you look at those things, make sure you have your background, whether that's volunteering or internships. And like they were saying, just put yourself out there. And I'm sure people will be okay with taking free help if you're like, I just want to, and you have to be okay with that too. But if you're like, I will do this for free, if I can shadow you, I think people would actually love that. So don't be afraid to just put yourself out there. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's jump into the next one. This actually kind of goes with the first one. It's about approaching people and networking. Mel asks how to network and approach people in the industry at an in-person event. And I was talking to Liz and Deja about this question, um, before we got started And this is one we can kind of relate to because we're all at this luncheon at the Orange Bowl and the president of the Orange Bowl committee was there. And I think we're all kind of nervous talking amongst each other, like, oh, how should we go up and introduce ourselves? Like, what should we say? I think it was kind of a nerve wracking anxiety moment. I don't even know why. Um, But that's just something that everybody goes through for sure. It's, you know, nerve wracking to go up to somebody in a really high up position and just strike up a conversation with them, especially if you're not the most extroverted person there is. But um, we just went for it and did it and the conversation actually ended up going really well. Deja, I'm pretty sure you were talking about your kids with like having kids in the future, like a family. And she was just like opening up to him. And I was like, okay, you're way better at this. Um, but I think it's just a matter of having confidence in yourself. So anyways, you guys can touch on this. Yeah, we started talking about like having kids, but like working in sports and I- Yeah, some people could take that the wrong way, how I said that. (laughs) I think networking for me, I have like social anxiety. So I get very overwhelmed when it comes to speaking to people. But just when you think about the benefits and the things that you gain from that experience, that'll kind of give you that courage. But when you go and you talk to them, like, just be yourself. And a lot of times, we're all in the same industry it's it's a very interesting thing it's a hard thing to come to and I think everyone is just understanding and they're on the same page and they want to help and they've been where you are so they yeah. understand they're they're very open so I just say you always go and play hey like I'm very awkward I just like hey I'm Deja like you know <laughs> what's up like be yourself whether it's goofy or whether you're very timid or shy just Put your best foot forward. That's that's my advice. For sure. That's definitely true. Um, I think also when we go into these situations where we're like not sure or we're scared, it's kind of like, what's the worst thing that can happen? Like we're like, like Deja said also, we're all in the same field, we're on the same industry. Like they've probably been where you are at. Um, so it's like, what's the worst thing that can happen from you going up to somebody and kind of like introducing yourself um they're gonna see that you took the risk to come speak to them so you must be willing to um to put yourself in that position meaning like you you want to go somewhere with this you know like you you want to make an impression you want to you want to get to know them you're interested um so yeah the way I see it is like what's the worst thing that's gonna happen he's not gonna be like why did this girl come up to me (laughs) So definitely, I mean, that day, 
uh, when I went up to him, because I know I went up to him a little before you guys, and it was not even, mm-hmm. a, I actually went to grab a cookie and he kind of was like, said something and then we just started to speak so things like that happen too where you find things in common or it'll be something small it doesn't have to be so serious again be yourself um and I want to say it started over a cookie I'm not even gonna lie to you (laughs) vaccine I'm like okay sure let's do this I was like I guess I'm gonna talk to you now I hadn't planned this exactly to go this way but that's how it ended up happening and then you know we had, we shared something else in common about the high school I went to and whatnot. And so, you know, things just kept going on from there. So definitely take the risk and what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Nothing really bad is going to happen. I promise. You know, yeah, and I think that's good after way. actually, you're going to be like, wow, I did that. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the best way for it to happen too, rather than just to sit there and overthink about it. Just know that like we're all human beings and we're all going to you know, mess up or whatever it may happen, you're just going to find something that you're going to connect on eventually and everything will be all good. So just don't overthink it and just know that they want to help you out as much as you want to get help from them or whatever it may be. Um, But yeah, so let's move on to the next question. So Leigh, who was actually once our woman of the week, I think it was last week she was, asked what was your favorite moment working in sports that solidified your passion for this industry this I thought was a good one so I'm excited to hear what you guys you know what your moment was what you guys think it was if there was a specific one maybe there wasn't you know that specific moment but just a time where you were like oh this is you know awesome that I work in sports and I do have a passion for this I I can start off with mine if you guys need a minute (laughs) um I think my moment was when I worked with a minor league baseball team that was my first sports internship and I was just working crazy hours like all the time seven days a week working till midnight at the ballpark and we were doing some interesting things like sometimes we would have to either go in the mascot or just doing crazy things like that that weren't necessarily in the job description and they didn't necessarily tell me you're gonna be there until midnight half the time and you're not gonna know when a game's gonna end and it actually ended up being like one of the best summers um, that I've had so far. And I had so much fun and I was working the whole time. So I think that's kind of the moment where it clicked. And I was like, oh, this is my passion. Like, I really like doing this. Like I'm working all the time over summer and I'm having the time of my life. So I think that's where it hit me for me. I think me starting out, um, I started off like when I was in college as a, I was doing like professional, I thought I wanted to be a physical therapist. And like I said, I did that shadowing with the money. And I was like, okay, like, this is cool. Like, I think, you know, the business route is what I want to do. Then I finally got my first job, which was working in hospitality at my university. And I just remember, like you said, working those long, crazy hours and like me not even attending the football games, but like I was working and just 
the people that I interacted with, um, I don't, I still don't feel like it was that, like there was just one moment, but I think the feeling that I got with the career and just also like sports is always changing. It's always evolving. It's always something to learn. And when I started to really see that and like understand that it feel like a sense of like home, whether it be like whatever organization I was a part of at that time, I was like, this was the best decision. And this is what I want to do. And I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't upset with the stress that, that I was feeling. Like I wanted to go to work. Who wants to work? No one wants to work. Exactly. <laughs> so when I, like, oh yeah, I want to go into work and I'm stressed, but it's okay because I love what I'm doing. I think that was that aha moment for me. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I, I agree. Me too. I think like Deja said, it may have not been a moment, but my first um, internship in sports was at Florida International University with the athletic department in game operations. And like Mary-Kate said, the whole thing of working seven days a week, crazy hours. I was definitely in that zone. We were overseeing, I was um, there during the fall season. So I was overseeing football, basketball, volleyball, soccer, and we were a part of all of these sports. So, I mean, there was days you had like three different games going on at several times. So I was literally there like the whole day. And it was, again, the fact that you're working, but the environment is different than a regular nine to five office job, at least within that department, you know, mm-hmm. I was at the games. We did have office hours during the week, you know, to get some work done. But for the most part, it was very hands-on. And I, that, that definitely triggered something in me where it was like, okay, this is fun everyone works together. I loved that too, that the people I was working with, it was like a team setting. Everyone was working together. Everyone was like putting this together to make it happen. And then at the same time, we don't realize that the job we have, many people like look up to us and they're like, wow, like I wish I did that. Or like, I wish I was there. I wish I was on the field or on the court. I go to the locker rooms and talk to the game officials and all of this stuff we we sometimes might take for granted because we're like it's our job mm-hmm. but the people out there on the stands or fans that are like wow you get that interaction with these kinds of people whether even if it's players or whatnot and that kind of like added something to it too it's like wow kind of blessed to be in this position where I'm enjoying what I'm doing um you're putting an event together that's gathering people. Sports brings so many people together. It's always like a positive environment, I want to say. And so, yeah, I think going through that season kind of clicked everything together. And it was like, why not have a job where you have fun and you enjoy it? And even if it, it's like, even if you have a crazy schedule, um, you're not alone, you know? co-workers have a crazy schedule and you make the best out of it so that was probably it too my first internship kind of sparked that and solidified like okay this is the route I want to go yeah I think the people had a lot to do with it for me too just working those long hours you get really close to people Mm -hmm. like we got close at the Orange Bowl because we were constantly together and I think that really makes it and 
I think it's something about working in sports that you don't hear from people from other companies that you get these people that you just really connect to and have the same, you know, motivation and drive as you and just want to have fun and, you know, work together towards something bigger than all of us, like a game or whatever it might be. Um, So I agree with both of you. I don't know if it was a specific moment, but I think it was just a time period of our jobs. So with that, we'll move on to this question. Letty asked, how do you deal with imposter syndrome? So it can be that maybe you're not always working with the best people and you kind of feel maybe like you don't belong, but sometimes it doesn't even have to do with the people. So you guys can touch on this. Um, Sometimes it just has to do with yourself and you think that you don't belong for some reason, but go ahead, whoever wants to take this one on. (laughs) Um, This was something that I struggled with for a very long, very, very long time, even now, like in my new position, it's something that I'm kind of like, you know, sometimes I have that, that self-doubt that kind of creeps in. And um, I think for me, it's like for improvement. And luckily at the Orange Bowl, I had a great mentor. I had great mentors, um, um, managers, and just people around me that kind of just pushed me. And a lot of times I didn't really see like my worth or even in the process of like, interning for a job. I was like, how the heck am I going to sell myself? And um, just my advice would probably be just fake it till you make it, to be honest. Like, tell yourself that you're good at this. Tell yourself that you can do this. Like, you have to really give yourself words of affirmation. And also just, like I said, fake it till you make it. Try to do it. Say you're going to do it. So it actually becomes um, a thing. And like I said, I had a mentor. So I would say mentors help. They kind of, you know, you can kind of express how you're feeling. And a lot of times we're not really good at telling ourselves the the good things about ourselves. So go around people and like ask them like, hey, can you tell me some positive things about myself or things that I'm doing well within the company or within the organization? Um, Also just kind of make note of the different successes that you've had, like make a track record of, and, and give yourself that recognition and be like, hey, good job. Because sometimes that's what you need. You just have to tell yourself like, you're doing a good job. Keep yourself, like keep pushing forward. Um, it creeps in every now and then for me, like I said. Um, but I would just advise like that, my three, my three things, get a mentor, fake it till you make it and track your own success and just how to be as confident as you can. <laughs> You're right. So let's, let's say the truth. I was so confused as to when I heard the whole imposter syndrome. Yeah. Liz didn't know what imposter syndrome meant, but this, like, is, this wait, is what we're going to talk about. I'm not sure what that means. So I Googled it. Um, Google will be your best friend, guys. Anything in life, just do it. Um, <laughs> Agree. And I realized basically it's like doubting yourself or feeling like some sort of like maybe you're not worthy or you should not be where you're at. And I was like, this all makes sense. Now there's a name to what I've felt. Um, and definitely, I think especially being an amateur coming out of college, you feel like you still don't have enough experience or you're still not like at a level of 
having such confidence in the fact that you're like, I am deserving of the job or I am mm-hmm. deserving of being in the position that I am just because we're, we still feel like amateurs. Um, but at the end of the day, I think if you are in that position, then somebody saw something in you. Mm-hmm. And if they saw that in you, um, we should see it in ourselves. And then once you're in the job and you're like doing the tasks and all of that, and you're like, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to do this? Or am I doing this right? Or you kind of start to doubt yourself. Um, like they just said, having a mentor is a great thing. And once you start completing the things, because you're going to see you are going to be able to, to do the task and you know, you're going to be up to par um, for the position you're in, because I'm sure they didn't hire you and think, oh, she's not going to be able to do this. So once you do, you are able to complete those things. Um, like Asia said, like kind of writing down, you know, what you're able, like the little, I don't know how you exactly said it, but the things yeah. that you complete, basically, it's kind of like what I'm trying to get to is like celebrate the little things. Mm-hmm. Like you were able to complete this. You were able to talk to this person. You were able to put this together. You were able to, those little things let those be like brownie points as to like your confidence like okay one thing we did this and then in those moments of self-doubt um you can look back and be like well I've been able to get all of this done and I've gotten through it each and every time you know and I've been capable and if you have a mentor I'm sure um if you speak with them, they can remind you of those things, especially having a mentor within the same organization that helps so much because they're, they're overseeing kind of like what you're doing and um, they can remind you. But I think always think of like how you even got there in the first place, like somebody else saw something in you. So you're definitely capable. Um, let that fuel you and let the little things fuel you like mm-hmm. you celebrate it you did that celebrate it don't don't oversee it because then you're gonna see your accomplishments as nothing it's like even if it's the tiniest thing it's like you accomplished it so you are worthy of where you're at because you've earned it it's not just because you got there by a miracle Um, I think we don't give ourselves enough credit for like the little things at all. I know um, someone came on my podcast and just said like, we need to give ourselves a pat on the back for even just like getting up and doing one thing in the morning. That was like, good. That's it. Like we just don't give ourselves enough credit. I think we stick to, well, a lot of us, I think we stick to little negative things you know, Mm -hmm. happening or something goes wrong. I think we really hold on to those things a lot more than we do to the good things. So I agree. Just give yourself a pat on the back. And one thing you accomplish might be, you know, give you confidence for the rest of the day and just have that confidence in yourself. And I think if you act like you don't belong to like people aren't gonna think you do either. If you're the one like acting like, oh, I shouldn't be here. Nobody else is going to be like, you know, constantly (laughs) wanting to remind you. But I think we did a good job with that to each other too. So it's always nice to have those people where we would like write little notes to each other and be like, you're doing great or you're the best. I forget which one of us started that, but um, that was always nice. So if you have those people, go ahead. Sorry, it gets to be a lot sometimes. Um, You know, like the job 
sometimes it can be very stressful and it can be overwhelming. And a lot of times you kind of feel like, okay, I'm just doing my job because you, you're doing something and it's something great. You're not seeing it as something great. And um, it's just kind of like, oh, this is within my job title. Like, this is what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of um, about a lot of things but like you said we had each other to be like hey good job on this or have a manager to pull you aside or write your note and say like hey you did really good on this I loved how you did this thank you for your help on this and a lot of that helps and um, that's a big thing I don't know if we will talk about that but like just kind of like the culture of the environment and when you're trying to like choose where you're going to go just kind of having that support system around you is also very very important um, it can help when you're feeling that that self-doubt of like on what you're doing or if you're doing a good job or um different things like that yeah I think uh Deja's been really good with that like when she was looking for jobs she would kind of interview the job as well as they were interviewing her which I kind of learned from her and I was like oh yeah like I should really be looking into their culture and what they're gonna give me as well as what I'm gonna give them I think that's so important and I think that's a lot of um, the time something that we don't do is we just constantly want to be great for a job and we don't look for what they're going to do for us in return um, so I think that's really important and something that I learned from you Deja so yeah same <laughs> yeah so definitely interview the job as well um, but that was a good answer all right let's get into what Emily asked what is the most challenging thing you have faced while working in sports this is a tough one <laughs> um, I think we've all been through a lot of challenging moments so I don't know if you guys are going to have a specific one but unless you guys do, we can kind of just talk about the one we all went through. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? Not attending the game. (laughs) Oh, oh my God. Okay. Let's talk about that. I'm like, why? (laughs) Let's talk about that. We all went through one big challenge. Um, I talked about this on the first episode of season one that we so we all worked at the Orange Bowl obviously and we all didn't get to attend actually working the Orange Bowl the one game because of COVID so everybody's heard my experience if you haven't go listen to episode one but you guys can touch on yours with that and how you got through it (laughs) go ahead Liz (laughs) I think um the main thing was obviously yes like we got COVID and at least I got COVID and so I wasn't able to participate in any game week events at all it wasn't just a game it was like nothing else um no outings no nothing um so that definitely sucked but the way I want to tie it into like a difficult moment is of course COVID is difficult but it's a fact of you never know um, what you're preparing for doesn't work out the way you think it's going to work out so you're going to get those moments left and right all the time and for us it was a very big moment because I mean even my boss felt bad for me not just because I was sick but because it was like you put a lot of work into going to this game or going to this big event. And so last minute, it just doesn't work out the way you planned. Um, so I think that's 
that was difficult for all of us at some point or another. I eventually, I mean, we all eventually, I'm sure somewhat have to get over it and accept and come to agreeance that, you know, it is what it is and we weren't able to make it. But um, I want to say that would be a difficult moment we all went through together. Um, But like I said before, highlighting the fact that things can always be difficult in sport when it comes to the fact that these are events that are not always going to go as planned. Um, and that'll kind of make it difficult, but that's where you come in and you adjust and you um, figure things out, honestly, like solve your way out of it. And just, you have to be able to mold and work around whatever um, situation you have at hand. But yeah. it's so funny because I'm like what moment but literally we all went through it and I thought it was the funny like it wasn't funny at the time at all (laughs) but I think it's just the funniest thing that the three of us like we all couldn't make it and we were just like all right I guess if one one goes down we all go down together not even on purpose but it just happened that way (laughs) it's a sad for me I'm so sad about it you know because that was like my last season I look forward to, you know, I got to experience two other Orange Bowl games, but um, that one was like extremely special for me because I had even more involvement in it. Um, even like she, like Liz said, like the events working up to it, I'm like, okay, this is my last Rhapsody party. Like this is my last VIP pregame party. Like I was just looking at it as something like we work our butts off. Like we work so hard throughout the year to get up to those and not even get the reward and I think for me coming back to the Orange Bowl after my two-week um festival support year it was me seeing the reward and wanting to see what it felt like to get to that reward and so now like I went through that process of like going through it and feeling it and like working hard and not being able to see the end and I was like oh my gosh but also like COVID kind of played a, a hard role for me especially because like Liz like my second my second year um well my assistantship year was supposed to be in 2020 but COVID came about and I remember being in college I was just finished finishing up my undergrad and I was like well what am I going to do next and it was just that feeling of like just not knowing what to expect and that's something that's going to come within sports you know like I said sports is always changing like there's always something in like Again, like Liz said, you can prepare and prepare and prepare for something. Something is going to always go wrong. And that is that is something that you just have to understand working in sports. Like, it, no matter how much you prepare, something is going to go wrong. So um, it, it it was a – COVID is just a, a weird thing that's going on right now. Um, <laughs> it's affecting a lot of things. Um, Especially in but, sports. Yeah, in sports. I, I don't know. It, it's just different, you know. It, I, it's a it's a hard thing. I think that's. Hard. <laughs> I I think things are gonna go wrong in sports in general like you said so the fact that there's this on top of it it's just another added thing so I agree you just you just really have to be prepared for things to go wrong and just be able to adjust that's that's with anything I think especially too with events in sports that was always a struggle um, for me not a struggle but something that you had to learn going along is that you can't control a lot of the things that are going to happen and 
you just have to figure things out on the fly. Things are going to happen out of your control and how you handle it is just really speaks volumes. So I think the fact that we obviously were all very upset that we couldn't work the game, but we figured it out and we figured out how we were going to deal with it and go about it. And I think we all found a way to just get over it and realize that, you know, everything happens for a reason and that's how we got through it. (laughs) (laughs) That's my thing. Now people are asking me, so I'm like, oh, I don't know, but we're going to figure it out. Like, yep. I'm like, oh, I'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Like, you're just kind of <laughs> go with the flow and just make it happen. Even if you don't, even if you have the lightest idea how you're going to do it, here it goes back to imposter syndrome. Pretend like you know what you're about to do. Fake, make it. You better move until you figure out where you're going. <laughs> Uh, what is that Rihanna quote where she's like, oh, what am I going to do? Cry myself to sleep at night? Have you guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even Rihanna says fake it till you make it. So guys, just that's what you got to do. <laughs> and some things you're not going to be able to change. You're just going to have to get over it and just believe that everything happens for a reason and you'll get through it. You will yeah. get through it. So that that was our challenge but I'm sure we face many more too but we've gone through it and we're here right now to give you some advice (laughs) so it's all good all right last and final question from everyone Arla asked how do you create a work-life balance working in sports also, shout out Arla. She has written blogs for us. She's awesome. She's been on the page. So we got to give her a good answer for this one. <laughs> I know it's going to be tough. I don't know how good it's going to be. <laughs> Deja, go ahead. <laughs> first thing that comes to mind is it doesn't work. You don't. Like, that's the first <laughs> Like, that's how I would answer that. You don't. That is something that I with so much um especially working at the orange but like listen I always talk about it like I don't know how to find a balance like that was a question that I got asked in like one of my interviews I'm like I don't know I'm trying to figure it was actually for this job I was like I don't know I'm still trying to figure it out and I'm still things are a little slower right now because it's off season but I'm even staying that now like I like I said the love that I have for sports I was just so invested in like I wanted to work and I wanted to like and I just I was just like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh because it was just so much going on I'm like I don't know how to balance like going out with my friends or even this is another thing like for sports you're like we, we work long hours you're liable to work during a holiday like there's times where you might be able to get to spend that time with your family um I think that was the only good part about getting COVID <laughs> okay <laughs> my family but it's like like I have I don't, I'm so sorry I do not have the best answer to that um I think just kind of like oh I do when when you get an email and you're clocked out don't feel obligated to respond to that email don't feel obligated to keep working like your hours are not the next person's work hours and when you put that in your mind and you understand that it's okay to not get back to someone like within the minute of them responding to you obviously you want to get back to them within a day not two weeks um you know you 
<laughs> you kind of just get to it and you can, you can wake up the next day and be like, okay, cool. Like now I'm going to respond, but you have to set those boundaries for yourself. And um, mm-hmm. a lot of that is just standing the self-care because you working so hard, that takes a toll on your body and you want to live, you want to live a good life, but you want to live for, for a decent amount of time. Um, <laughs> and you don't want to be stressed out because like, like we've been so fun like we work in one of the best industries um so don't 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 what is that what is the word that i'm looking for just just don't wear yourself out honestly yeah i think with sports too creating a work-life balance just looks different than maybe regular nine-to-fives because technically in sports you'll probably have an off season and so that'll probably be the time you have somewhat more time for your personal life and so busy season you feel like you're definitely overwhelmed and you have so much going on and you're just like you feel like you're drowning and you feel like where is that work-life balance but you kind of have to realize the balance doesn't come day to day it's kind of like season to season so you'll have a season where you're more relaxed and you feel like, okay, I can deal with this. Then you'll have a busy season where you feel like, oh my God, I cannot do this forever. It's like a lot. Like, and also um, make sure like, let's say your family and loved ones, they're aware you work in this industry. You work in an industry where you don't have a regular nine to five Monday to Friday job. Um so, I mean, for us, I know, especially Deja, working part of the week, you're working every Saturday for several months. It's like, make sure the people that love me are aware, like, hey, look, <laughs> I do this every weekend. My job is not regular hours. Um, we kind of have to work around that. But then always keep in mind, things come in seasons. They're temporary. You work hard, hard, hard for a certain period of time but then after that you'll get to like reap the fruit that you sowed you know so um work-life balance I believe also isn't a thing that's just gonna come like you have to like Deja said make boundaries Mm -hmm. it can consume you very easily and like she said if you're getting emails late at night don't feel pressure to be like oh my gosh I have to do this you know um set your boundaries you know we we know what we need to tend to when it's an emergency but don't let that just um be like a 24-7 thing um and yeah remember like you want to be healthy in order to work so it's make sure you take care of yourself that way you can take care of what you have to get done um but yeah I think the main thing that I wanted to say was like there's an off season and there's a busy season so in that busy season remind yourself there's an off season and in that off season enjoy it and remember that there will be a busy season um and as long as your family is aware and supportive um that helps as well. I, I feel compelled. Go ahead. I feel compelled to say work to live and not live to work. Wise woman once told me that work to live and not live to work. And also, even if it's as small, and I'm saying this because Miss um, MK over here, take your lunch break. Take your 
whole lunch break, okay? It doesn't yes. matter how you are, how much work you have to do. That Sometimes that's the only time that you have, and that is your time to love yourself, to give yourself that time to have a break from work. Take your entire yes. lunch, whether it's 30 minutes or an hour, do not cut into it, unless it's like a dire need. And Preach. a dire okay <laughs> yeah I need I need I don't know how I'm gonna answer this question because I need this advice too so I'm taking this advice from Dish and Liz like I always have um I'm not very good at this and even like after work too like I was never very good at it like like you said Deja like make boundaries my sister constantly says that to me she's like you need to have your boundaries like you need to set a time like if you're gonna log off then you're logged off like you're not gonna answer unless it's like dire but also just things like yeah take it if you have a lunch break like take it like Liz would come get me for lunch and be like we're going (laughs) Deja and Liz would stand by my desk and just be like come on we're going (laughs) just like okay um but really yeah because you're not you're gonna burn out otherwise um for sure and I think yeah what (laughs) that was the word I was looking earlier burnout (laughs) yep yeah yeah. so and I think just also like you said take care of yourself like find what you like to do outside of your job so that when you do have that time do that and you know say no to the things that you don't want to do like if you're going to work in sports like you really can't give into things that you you don't want to do because you really have to use that time that you have to yourself, use it wisely to yourself and just figure out whatever that is. If, even if it's relaxing and just watching TV, just do that and say no to everything else. Um, but yeah, it's tough. And I think if you're working sports, you really have to love it. And maybe your off time is being at that game or whatever it is. Like you work all day and then you have a game on the weekend, you're working. But if you love it so much, maybe that game is like kind of an off day for you. Like you get to be at the game and enjoying it. And although you're working, like it's always a fun experience to work games or events, whatever it is. So I don't know. I think we answered it to the best of our abilities, but it's hard. Work in progress. Yes, yeah. it is a work in progress, and you'll We're figure it out. We're not professionals. Fully <laughs> <laughs> professionals. Yeah, just a, a word of advice over here. Nobody take this too seriously. We're just telling you, you know, how we feel and the experiences we've been through, but we're nobody to tell you to do this or that. Like, we're just basing it off of the experience we've had and learning, learning day by day. So, yep, for sure. (laughs) Still trying to figure it out, still trying to find the balance. Yeah. You just, you have to keep going. If you don't quit, you win. I heard that one and it stuck. It's like, you just keep going. Let us know again, what's the quote? Write that down. You don't quit, you win. Don't quit, you win. Right, it's taking notes. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) All right, guys. Well, that wraps up all of the questions. Um, Thank you for everyone who wrote in a question. Sorry if we didn't get to them. But I think that a lot of people can take something from this or just learn from our mistakes, maybe, or our troubles. 
And thank you, Deja and Liz, for coming on and telling us about your experiences. And we will see you next time on Women Changing the Game. Woo-hoo. Ha <laughs> ha